The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What is up, everybody? This is Brayden from Flint Mastering, and I am the host and content curator of the Mixing Music Podcast exclusive episodes. And today we have for you an exclusive archive, which means you're going to hear an exclusive episode that DK and I recorded almost a year ago. You're going to have the chance to hear what our exclusive episodes are all about and how much fun and learning goes on between me and DK as we discuss technical tips and important techniques in relation to producing mixing and mastering if you enjoy this episode and you'd like to be a part of the exclusive content we provide twice a week you can do so by heading over to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive thank you so much for listening we love you we appreciate you and we couldn't do this podcast without you i hope you enjoy this episode of the exclusive archives and with that happy mixing my friends and stay saucy Exclusive episode of the Mixing Music Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am your host, Brayden from Flint Mastering, and joining me today is the legend himself and the creator of this podcast on his own show, Daddy DK. What's going on, DK? How you doing, my man? Hello, hello, hello. I am doing great. Good. I'm glad to hear it. I am I am caffeinated and excited to be here to give my unsolicited and wel- somehow welcomed opinions to my show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As he says it in the most monotone voice yes. we've ever heard from DK. Well, I'm excited caffeinated. for this episode. I'm I'm excited for cool. this one. I'm excited for this one. You picked a good clip for this one. Yes. I think I did. I'd like to think so. Anyway, uh, well, let's get right into it. So today we've got a clip from Irko. He is a legendary mixing engineer in the hip-hop world. We recently saw him at NAMM. He was there talking about kind of how he got into hip-hop. Uh, he used to listen, He's from Italy, I believe, and he used to listen to it like on the radio, and uh, he was really fascinated with the 808s and all the big you know, loud hip-hop music that he was hearing. So he is really involved in the hip-hop scene. He's done a, hu- a ton of huge hip-hop records. And so today we're going to check out a clip from him where he talks about how to mix your 808s and kicks, which is obviously the heart and soul of hip-hop music right now and uh, kind of always has been. So let's take a listen to it. Irko, roll the tape. The first thing I want to talk about is tuning. 
Now the bass is sitting substantially far away from where the music is. So it's easy to get into a semitone that's not right or even a note that's not correct. So my suggestion is move the MIDI up a couple of uh, octaves, in this case two, and see if it fits just right. You would be surprised, but I corrected wrong notes on so many records and that's because somebody didn't do this. Second point, when using an 808 bass, I suggest not to use the 808 kick. That's because the 808 kick doesn't have a lot of harmonics. So it's a little more difficult to get the kick to stand out from the bass. Third is the distortion. You see how naturally the 808 sits in the very low end of the spectrum, somewhere in between 35, 40, and maybe 60, 70 hertz, right? Producers love to add distortion to the 808, and it makes sense. It makes it more aggressive, it's nice, and it, it comes through better on small speakers. I get it. That being said, once you do that, you can see now the 808 is sitting one or two octaves above where it originally was. So in order to avoid that, if you're gonna get the files to a mixer, make sure you give the mixer the undistorted 808 and the distorted 808 on two different tracks. If we mix the distorted version only, there is no low end. My trunk is gonna be sad. We don't want that. Bonus, if you're gonna have another bass, make sure it sits a couple of octaves above where the 808 sits. So if the 808 is at 40 hertz or whatever, maybe the additional bass could be around 200 or something like that. It's all about placing things so there is no conflict between them, you know? Okay, perfect. So Irko talks about four different things we can do to better mix our 808s with our kicks. He talks about moving the MIDI up, don't use an 808 kick, check out your distortion if you're gonna send it to a mixing engineer, give an undistorted and distorted 808. And then he gives a bonus tip, which is make sure your bass notes sit above your 808 notes. So DK, since you're the mix engineer, the mix specialist here, uh, what is your take on these tips? Have you used them? How have they helped you? And how can they help our friends that listen? Yeah, so a lot of this is I'm just like affirming or just like, yes, confirming that these are true. So the first thing he said is that um, 808 notes specifically are really hard to hear when they're in that lower octave. So pitching up, if you're making, if you're producing the 808s yourself, or if you're mixing and you want to make sure that things are in tune, um, turn up the 808s a couple, an octave or two because then you'll actually be able to hear better if they're in tune or not. Uh, it is very easy and more common than, than we'd like to admit how often these producers will actually play 808s that are just not even in the right key um, and it feels off. Uh, and sometimes things they are in the right key but they feel a little bit off but it's kind of in our minds, whatever, right? So... Um, we won't get into that, but yes, make sure that your 808s are in the right key and they're hitting the notes that you intended. Um, it's very normal. And like a lot of my producer friends do assign the 808s and like type in or play the 808s a couple octaves up and then drag them down. <clears throat> so that's, that's super normal. I did not know, this is the first time I'm hearing about like 808 kicks. I, I'm not enough of a producer to know the difference between regular kicks or 808 kicks, um, but to hear him talk about harmonic content and 808 kicks totally makes sense. Um, I thought that was interesting. Yes, it is very, very, third thing, it's very nice when you send us distorted 808s, like the wet distorted 808s and the dry undistorted 808s. It's, it's nice. I mean, uh, Worst case scenario, I don't even use the wet one or I don't even use the dry one. But if you give me both options, that's at least going to help me in some way or at least make a better, uh, make a decision on your behalf. It's true. When you distort things, when you clip things, you lose low end. Um, and when they're 
not clipped or distorted or saturated, you get to maintain the fidelity of the low end. So there's a balance there. And even if you only have one 808 to work with, yes, just recognize it's it's cool to distort and saturate 808s to kind of make it louder, perceived to be louder on smaller speakers and different things. But um, remember that you are doing that on sacrificing the low end. So something to keep in mind. Um, last things, uh, layers. If you're going to add layers to 808s, put them a couple octaves up. Is that the fourth thing that he said? I totally agree with this. Um, it's a really, really great way to do it. Uh, it's a great, instead of adding multiple 808s at the same octave, put them in different octaves so you have more harmonic content. Uh, I think that's pretty straightforward. I don't need to say anything. And that does help both from an arrangement perspective as well as from a mix perspective. So highly recommend if you're going to layer anything at all. And and obviously, you don't have to layer anything and you don't have to saturate your 808s and you don't even have to use a kick drum or whatever. Right? They're, I mean, all of this stuff. Um, but all of his points, um, 808s are really, really hard to get right um, but are very, very foundational to like trap and hip-hop. So... These simple four tips that he said uh, are very foundational, very, very clear and precise, and are kind of solving some of the most common problems that we get with mixing trap and hip-hop music, modern hip-hop music. So I have a question about this, actually. So with his, um, you know, he was talking about using distorted 808s. What are some techniques or plugins or uh, I guess what's some technical advice you have for distorting 808s and kind of being able to retain the low end, but also give it that harmonic content so that it can be heard on smaller speakers? Like what are some of the things you do when you're mixing 808s? Yeah, it's something that I do every once in a while. So oftentimes I just like use different plugins. So first off, I use different saturation, distortion, clippers, and kind of figure out the right tone that I want. Like some of them are very like mid-range farty, like I don't know if that's going to come through. And some of them are like really upper mid-range farty. Uh, <laughs> just I wasn't able to. I wasn't These really able to do all sound the same. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I mean, like some of them are like low mid low mid distortion saturation some of them are a lot more mid-range and then some of them are a lot yeah. more like upper mid-range they all have distinct tones like even within decapitator they have like what five different settings and each one sounds different and distorts the 808 differently especially such low harmonic content right um so i liked this is one of those times where first off i kind of imagine a sound that i want to hear and i use a bunch of different plugins because not all of them react the same way to this the same low end expressions right uh, so just this is one of those times where I actually take the time to experiment and try many different things until I get the right sound. Um, another thing that I do often is if I want to keep the fidelity of the low end, right, I keep it big, but I want that saturation, I oftentimes duplicate the track and distort the shit out of the second track and blend that in. So as a second track, and then I like kind of turn, start it off at that negative infinity, right, all the way down, and then slowly bring it up until I'm getting the harmonic content that I want out of the 808, um, and and still maintain that low-end fidelity. So there's a couple ideas for you. But the most important thing is uh, it's hard to be able to anticipate how things react, how things saturate and distort with 808s, with super low harmonic content. So just just keep experimenting and trying. Uh, Gain Station, which is Acoustica, is really, really awesome. Um, and I like uh, um, Distinct a lot. Distinct is a really cool saturation, distortion from... 
uh, Kive audio. Uh, Black box is really cool for 808s. Uh, 1176s with all buttons in and super fast attack and release. And then you can actually use the attack knob and roll it back and that'll actually distort it less. So it'll be kind of a blend knob for you. Some interesting tips there. So um, yeah, I actually, with my warm audio 1176s when I had them, on a pair of warm audio 1176s, that's what I do. I'd go a full attack, full release, all buttons in and I crank the, uh, the input and balance it out with the with the output, and then I back off on the attack until I get the amount of distortion that I like. Really cool trick. I really, really like that sound, and because it was like analog distortion, it sounded really dope. Um, anyway, that's kind of uh, my thoughts on that and things to try yourself. Sweet. That's awesome. That is really, really great to hear. You got some like uh, basically like parallel saturation going in there, parallel compression. So on 808s, that's really cool. And uh, one other thing Irko says in the clip that I had to basically cut for time is he talks about the tuning of 808s i mean he talks about it in this clip but he specifically says sometimes when the 808 starts it's like a different note than when it ends so it'll kind of do this like doom thing and he's like you want to make sure that that's also not happening so that it doesn't sound like the notes are out of key and obviously as a mastering engineer when i get a uh, a stereo wave file i can't really do much to change the 808s but there are sometimes when i have gotten mixes that I'm like, okay, the 808 does not match the key of this song. So that's something to just be aware of. Uh, It's not really like a mixing tip, but especially for producers, make sure that your 808s are in the same key as the rest of your track. And the easiest way to do that, like Irko says, is to move the MIDI up an octave or two and then play it and see if it sounds weird. Because like DK said, it's just really hard to hear when they're down that low. And honestly, like people just missing the note entirely is a lot more common. Honestly, when that happens, uh, it's a lot less common that that happens. And on top of that, very rarely am I ever actually bothered by it. Because when it comes to stuff like that, oftentimes the producer does leave the 808 in on purpose. And if they Mm -hmm. did it on purpose and it didn't bother them, then to a certain degree, you shouldn't let, you shouldn't. It shouldn't bother you unless it is absolutely distracting and you confirm with the producer, then maybe as a mixer, you can go ahead and tune it at that point or have them resend it to you. But oftentimes, remember, like just as much as you ask and demand for respect as a mixer and that they should trust that you know what you're doing, you should trust that the producer knows what they're doing. And if they give it to you like that, uh, you know, oftentimes they did it on purpose. So find that balance. Absolutely. For sure. Well, cool. I think that uh, does it on that one. I don't have any other thoughts on it, and it's pretty straightforward. So just a little recap. Move your MIDI up a couple octaves. Make sure it's the right note. Don't use 808 kicks with an 808, uh, basically an 808, because the harmonics will clash. If you're going to use distortion, send a wet track and a dry track, one with distortion, without. And then if you're going to have another bass... In addition to the 808, make sure it sits a couple octaves above the 808. But on that note, we'll wrap up. And as always, make sure you guys come hang out in the Discord. Join the Mixing Music Discord. Check out DK's Mix Feedback Friday streams uh, Friday morning on Twitch at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And as always, leave us a five-star review if you enjoy the content. And I think recently I saw that we now have merch. Can you confirm, DK? Yes, we do have merch if you're interested in that. Um, you can use the code DISCORD to get free shipping. Mm. Um, and yeah, you can use that and go to shop. Oh, wait, sorry. Go to mixitmusicpodcast.com backslash shop. There you and go. And that'll reroute you and redirect you to shop.dkmixes.com. 
which is the same thing. And yeah, we do have some merch. If you want me and Lou's logo, face logos on a mug or on a t-shirt, uh, you could do that, you know, and that'll be fun. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I have to say, like, I think that your logo is like one of the best I've ever seen. So I think wow. it's super cool. Like, and, and I really mean you that. Do, like, you do not study logos, huh? Like, no, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just like, every time I see it, I'm like, man, I wish my face looked like that. <laughs> so maybe it's not the logo. Maybe it's the face. <laughs> no, geez, geez. no, but no. Uh, thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, really so cool you stuff. You can go to mixamusicpodcast.com backslash shop. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for subscribing, everybody. Like, really, you make my dreams come true. You make Brayden's dreams come true. Brayden is in the middle of moving right now, so... How's that? How's the move, huh? It's going good. We got everything packed up, and now we're just taking a two-week vacation, and uh, I'm recording this podcast from my parents' basement, and um, uh, yeah, we're excited to go to Texas. Sweet. Yeah. New adventures from Austin. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, on that note, we'll go ahead and end it, and DK, sign us off. Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.